0: Hello, welcome to the Inside Scoop. Everything you need to know for your student to succeed in the Cobb County School District. I'm David Owen. As you may know, Cobb Schools is home to about 112,000 students, and many of those students face even greater challenges to learning beyond those experienced by their general education peers. Whether the challenges are physical, mental, or emotional, the educational approach has to adapt if we're to get them to their greatest point of success. And here to chat with me today about that very thing is Brenda Carter, our Director of Special Education, as well as Jessica Coleman, the Director of Special Education Compliance. Thank you both for coming by.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Now looking at our webpage that's cobk12.org little plug there I've learned that uh, we've got a uh, basically a small army of special ed teachers about uh, 13 or 1400 teachers is that is that about right
1: That is about right yes
0: and I know in our general ed classrooms some of those teachers have pros. so we have I, I presume pros also in that that mix
1: Yes, we have several para-pros that really support a lot of our small group program classes, but uh-huh. we also have some that support the general ed setting as well.
0: Okay. All right. So we've got a lot of people out there supporting our, our students with special needs. So I guess really the first question um, would be, how, does, how do parents know whether or not their student qualifies as a special needs child, uh, uh, needing a, a special education, as it were?
2: Well, typically that starts with a referral process Mm -hmm. and that referral comes out of either a response to intervention meeting or if the parent is requesting evaluation under special education, the team will get together and meet and talk about some specific interventions based off of the concerns. And then if the student is going to be evaluated, the parent would sign consent for us to evaluate. Okay. Um, and then that typically follows evaluation process. So we are evaluating in all areas that the student might be suspected of a disability. Mm-hmm. And after that referral process and evaluation process, we come to a meeting called an eligibility meeting. Okay. And the team really reviews all of the information, any formal evaluations, observations, work samples. Um, and they have discussions about whether or not the student is eligible for special education based off of a category of eligibilities um, denoted by the state of Georgia.
0: Okay. So it's a, a, a very formal process.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: And uh, so the bottom line would be the, the parent uh, or guardian calls and requests uh, an intervention or, or someone to evaluate, basically? You
2: know? Yes. Either the parent could ask for that or if the child's teacher has some concerns they may bring them through a process to Mm -hmm. provide some more specific interventions before determining if we need to evaluate for special education.
0: Okay, because I know sometimes things look like maybe there's a learning disability, but maybe it's just something as simple as the kid needs glasses. Could
2: be, definitely. There's definitely a a lot of different factors when you're looking at whether a student has a disability. So that's why there's that formal process to really ensure that we've looked at everything and provided the interventions possible before determining a student is eligible under special education.
0: Okay. Now, uh, one thing that was a a really hot topic last year was, I understand that there was a a bill passed in the, uh, well, actually signed by the governor Last year, I
2: yes, think? last name relating,
0: relating to dyslexia. Can you tell us a little bit about what that did, Brenda, as as pertains to uh, uh, the way that we educate students in Cobb?
1: As far as special education goes, dyslexia, we certainly service dyslexia, and we serve it under the category of learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. But However, we do different type of strategies with that diagnosis. Okay, um, dyslexia is a diagnosis.
0: Let, let's. I'm sorry to interrupt, but let's go back a notch. And and what was that bill about?
1: That bill is about actually screening our students um, in general education mm-hmm. to see if there is a possibility of a need for um, that they are having. What would be the word? Kind of like. Characteristics right. of mm-hmm. dyslexia, I think, is what they would be screening for. Okay. Um, as a district, we are kind of working with the assessment committee now to determine what that's going to look like in Cobb County. Okay. Um, but for us in special education, if a parent has the diagnosis or they feel like that um, dyslexia is actually interfering with their student's mm-hmm. um, learning, that we do go through the referral process that Jessica was just referring to, and they would then, based on all of that information, if they do meet criteria, it would be under the area of learning disability for dyslexia. Then within that, once they would qualify, we would look at some different type of strategies. We train our teachers on a multi sensory approach, and that is definitely strategies that you'd use for dyslexia. When we talk about multi
2: sensory, it's more of having those strategies that were, are kinesthetic, that are research based, that are visual. There's lots of different components to that. Uh-huh. Um, students with dyslexia need a specific type of approach that's research based. And when we think about that multi-sensory approach, it's all of those research-based strategies um, pulled together for teachers to utilize with, for students based off of their deficits for the dyslexia.
0: That's a lot it, right there. It I mean. is
2: definitely a lot um, that our teachers are doing, and it's something that we train them in. But it's also innate as a teacher. You start to learn your student's profile, uh-huh. and you determine interventions based off of that individualized student. So I think um, some of the times we say multisensory, and as you said, it's kind of that jargon, and it's not always easily understood, uh-huh. but a lot of it is individualized to that student um, and how they're processing, um, how their brain's processing information coming and going.
0: Okay, so uh, I'm going to try to translate, and you tell me if I'm on target or if I'm totally okay. missing it. By multisensory, you're, you're talking about basically Every way, trying to discern every way that this particular child receives information about the world surrounding him or her. Is that a fair way to?
2: Yes, that's line definitely a, a fair way. Sometimes students need to utilize their fingers to tap out sounds. Right. Sometimes students need to. Um, draw the letter so that they understand um, the sound that it's making in sand. Okay. Um, so thinking about those multisensory, those are some examples of ways they might do that, or they might need an animal to associate a sound with as they're learning the reading to help their brain process that information.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that, that makes a little more sense, and I appreciate you uh, considering my uh, multisensory uh, <laughs> no deficits here uh, you, you know, there, there's so much to what you guys do. Um, there are so many facets to every part of educating a child with special needs. Um, one of them, and again, uh, dyslexia was, was a big thing last year and, and continues growing. Right. Um, what about autism? I mean, that, that gets into a big debate. I know I don't want to go into the political arena, but, uh, Autism is a a reality that you guys have to deal with, right?
1: It absolutely is. And in the area of autism, you talk about a spectrum of all different types of level of autism. Mm -hmm. And so I think in Cobb, we do a really good job of looking at that whole child. And we look at the social, the emotional, the behavioral, the executive functioning, the academic support. So you pull all of those things together. And again, it's on an individualized basis. And there's a wide variety of ways to actually support students through the general education setting, through co-teaching, through small group settings. So I feel like in Cobb, we really have handled our autism students to where we have a lot of parents that come into Cobb County because of the way that we service our students with autism. And um, we hear that a lot, I think, as a district that we are... um, I think we've always been on the forefront of ensuring that we are caught up with the social-emotional part of students with autism. Uh We know that is one of their biggest and strongest deficits is in that social-emotional piece. So we know they have to be available for learning, so we have to make sure that we have that social-emotional strategies and that we teach our teachers how to make sure those strategies are being in place for the individual students.
0: Now, it seems also that uh, autistic children or autistic people in general um, frequently are misunderstood, right? Absolutely.
1: Yes. They're very literal (laughs) at times. And so we, um, you know, that is true. Different levels of students and they are misunderstood. And we have to make sure that we are educating not just our special ed teachers, but also our gen ed teachers to ensure that they know what to look for, look for those triggers, know what Um, You know, when you ask a question and they may not understand your sense of humor or your, you know, so you kind of have to understand (laughs) autism to be able to educate autistic students.
0: Well, uh, you you were talking earlier about uh, general ed teachers referring students. So I would presume that means that you guys have to educate your general ed teachers to have the skill set to recognize things that need your additional attention. Is that a fair thing?
2: Yes, definitely. Um, Our general ed teachers are the teachers that see maybe concerns at the very beginning. Uh um, And they bring it to a team of people, um, the response to intervention team. And sometimes that just means they need some additional strategies to help the student in which the student does not need special education, just something a little bit different. Uh Um, But there is definitely a team, um, including our psychologists, maybe some of our special ed staff, um, suggesting strategies for the general ed teacher to utilize. So we are definitely a, a team approach for all students.
0: Well, well, that's, uh, that's comforting to parents who are concerned that, uh, I'm not sure if my child really is there as far as a, uh, a special needs student, but I'm concerned. And, right. and that's part of what you guys do is help them discern that, um, If they're concerned that their child may have special needs, who specifically do they contact?
1: Okay, a couple of things. One, if they really feel like that there is a disability, then they're going to start with their school counselor. And the counselors have all been trained on what that process looks like. It's very similar to what um, Jessica was talking about earlier—the referral process. That team of RTI team would get together, mm-hmm. and they would talk about the concerns and are there strategies that the team could put together before the referral, or do they really feel like there's enough information to move forward with a direct with a direct referral? Then there's also those um, places that the parents like. You know, let me find out what special education is at Cobb County School District. So mm-hmm. we have some resources for that as well. You Utah, we have our own website. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, always a great place to start. It is a wealth of information and also a wealth of resources for our parents. We also have parent mentors. We have two parent mentors and they also have their own website that you can get to a link from ours. Those are two just Two parents that have are now employed by us who both have had special needs students in Cobb County School District, hmm. so they can speak to parents and they can really talk like they came come from their world yeah. so sometimes that's very comforting for a parent to be able to reach out to our parent mentors sure,
0: sure. that sounds like a, a liaison position. Uh, I think some hospitals actually use that approach as well for for other needs, but uh you you've adopted that uh that here is well. And That's I would
1: that. absolutely recommend for any parent to call the parent mentor if they really feel like they want to get some really truly what is happening in Cobb. What is yeah. what is if I have an autistic student, what are you telling me that they offer? And our two parent mentors are just top notch and they talk real to parents, too. Uh-huh. You know, and they're going to do, they're going to support us. And so the other pieces that we also have, they're called SSAs. A lot of people know that. They know that, again, go back to that yes. acronym of our world. Thank you for the letters. Yes, um, but those are our support and services administrators. Okay. And so we have one um, support and student administrator per two schools. Okay. And so they are assigned to two schools, and they are... Our district um, voice out into the school. So if a parent has a question about their student's IEP or just general questions about a local school and what goes on, that is certainly a person and they can find out who those people are through our website as well.
0: Okay, a great resource. SSA, right, jot that down. SSA, standing again for? Support
1: and Services Administrator.
0: Okay, that's good to know. So, folks, if you are concerned about that at all, you you've got at least two points of contact in every school that uh, can help you navigate these uh, frankly difficult waters, right? I mean it's it's hard being the parent of a special needs child to begin with, and then you you're crossing that threshold into the educational years and and lo and behold, it's a real challenge for the parent. So
1: Absolutely that, it is. and you know we service students starting at age three and wow. go through the day before they turn twenty two. So we have a variety of, you know, referrals of three years old. And then we also have some fabulous programs for our 19 to 22 year old students as well.
0: Wow, that is fantastic. And I know uh, Cobb County excels in terms of uh, accommodating special needs students in general. I know uh, Kennesaw Mountain High School, I believe, has the special dance every year to uh, to bring general ed students in together with uh, special needs students. And And help everybody get to know each other a little bit, right?
1: It is probably one of my favorite things to do all year is to go to that dance. And that is for our middle school and high school students. And then Sprayberry actually does one for our elementary students that are on that side of the county. And we're really looking to open it up to do another one on more of the west and south side of the county. So, yeah, we are so excited about both of those opportunities. And you're right, we couldn't do it without those schools because they are the ones that fund it. And their students are the ones that decorate for it. Their PTSAs help provide the um, treats and um, refreshments for it. And then the students just, and the DJ, and it's just such a great <laughs> and exciting time for everybody. It
0: really is. I've, I've uh, had the opportunity to, to sit in on, on that. And uh, listeners, if you're interested in looking into that a little bit more, I think there's a video on the uh, homepage, cobk12.org homepage under Cob Ed TV you can look at that and kind of get a a feel for what that event is like. It is awesome. You will be changed after seeing it or being there. Absolutely. Well, ladies, are there any additional bits of information, wisdom, acronyms you wish to uh, pass along to the listening audience?
2: We just hope that everyone goes out there and checks out um, our webpage if they have any information. Um, We have also gone to social media. Um, So, we now have an Instagram and Twitter page as well, Cobb, S-P-E-D.
0: Cobb, S-P-E-D. All right. So, you heard it here first. Folks, you've been listening to a conversation with Brenda Carter and Jessica Coleman of the Special Education Department. Ladies, thank you so much for what you do and for taking the time to to come in today. We really appreciate that.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: You can learn more about how Cobb serves our special needs students by visiting the district website, K12.org and selecting departments at the menu at the top, then selecting special education there. You're going to find a whole lot of information, including a list of frequently asked questions, as well as those other resources that you might have need for. If you know of anybody who would benefit from hearing these podcasts, be sure to pass along the fact that we can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google play music, and just about anywhere. Just search us up. As the kids say, the inside scoop podcast podcast, Cobb County Schools. So thank you for joining us for this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.